What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 339 of the Geeks Under Guys podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Nolan. Hello. And LJ Lowry. Cowabunga. <laughs> this week we are geeking out about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Hollywood's view of Christianity. Uh, that coming up. But first, level up event I feel like was a success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's if awesome. If you did not catch the talks, I will have them on YouTube as soon as possible. They'll probably be up by the time that you hear this. I do have them in our feed. I think. So, and yeah, if you are, you know, subscribed to the podcast uh, channel through your favorite podcast app, then you've also, you can listen to them uh, through the podcast app as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, good stuff. I, I was really excited. It was about a really that. fun uh, weekend. Next year already. Already thinking about next year, which is crazy. Um, it was, it was, it was a great time. It was really good. I want to highlight, uh, Danny doing worship. That Yeah. Oof. Yeah, he did great. So powerful. Was awesome. I woke up from my nap he like right so when he started. And I was like, dude, you was my favorite. Yeah, you know, like and I could like tell he's nervous, but then he was like getting into it. I'm like, yeah. Like, oh, dude, yeah, seeing him get into it was just like, yeah, bro. Like Yeah. It was Plus he was powerful. like having to like work his computer while also playing guitar that just from an entire different standpoint that was impressive to me i'm just like he was like you know moving down the like probably the lyrics like watching looking at the music like probably had it on his computer but i'm like dude you're like you're like multitasking (laughs) like you're awesome (laughs) yeah yeah incredibly talented he almost didn't even make it on he i i was so busy with everything else that was going on with that thing and so he messaged me uh like a week before, I was like, so am I? Like, we had talked about it before very briefly. He said, you want me to do that or not? And I'm like, dude, if I have time, I don't know. And I'm so thankful that he kind of, like, reached out. Like, I really want to do it. Like, that would be really cool. I'm like, all right, yeah. all right, we'll get you in. And, like, we figured it out a few days before. Um, and I was so, so thankful that we did because uh, I was just so, like, focused on everything else that I wasn't paying attention. Right. Yeah. Could have missed out on an amazing, amazing opportunity for everyone. Totally. Mm-hmm. It was a dub. Yeah. Oh, yeah. whole thing. Yep. We love you, Danny. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should have been there. That's <laughs> what we're saying. If you weren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, we can get the talks uh, on on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, which is should be youtube.com slash Grace. Pretty sure. Uh, from there, though, we'll get into the video games we've been playing. LJ, I'll let you go first. Yeah, um, so uh, I'll continue since we were talking about the level up event. I actually played, I closed out the event. It was like two o'clock in the morning, uh, Central. I closed it out with Shadow the Hedgehog. Yes, sir. And oh my gosh, that game is indeed rough. It really is. <laughs> but it feels like there's <laughs> shades of like things that it does really nice. Like, I'm like, oh, like this, they had something going here, but it just. It's, it's kind of a mess. Um, the thing I couldn't... Like, it'll never get a remaster, no. but I bet a remaster would do really well. Like, it would be, be cool. a good game. And I feel like I had a hard time getting, like, the bonus objectives, because I think to get the different endings, or the, to go the different routes, you actually need to complete those certain objectives. Um, yes. And so I was kind of like, at first I wasn't worried about it, but then I was like, wait, I thought it was just, like, a morality thing, like, depending on, like, what enemies you defeat. But then I'm like, no, it's the objectives. And so I kept trying, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I was like, I'm just wasting time. Like this is kind of boring because we did have a few people 
watching that late. And so it's like, let me just play through it. And so I actually beat that game in two hours. Like, I did not expect it to be that short. And there's um, multiple endings, right? Yes, there is. Yeah. Um, yeah the objectives but so really then difficult. so but so then i'm like wait this is kind of tradition because i know cody you've beat a sonic game or two during one of these events like in one night and i'm just like yes <laughs> i'm like this is i'm like this just fits um it's like cat mario it's just tradition you know the ending um <laughs> i guess it's an old game but i just laughed like at the ending like him and like what is it gamma just basically just take out robotnik and just that's it like mm-hmm. they straight up just kill him <laughs> and that's the base so you can do like you can follow Robotnik, and that's, like, the evil path. I got and the, like... Sonic's got a bunch of stuff that he'll have you do, and that puts you on Yes, path. and there's different... Uh, yeah, so you'll... You switch between the objectives between at least one other character in each map. So one map was, like, Knuckles and the alien or whatever. And then one of them was, like, Robotnik and Gamma and stuff like that. But it does feel like uh, that game just kind of goes out of left field, like, out of nowhere. It's, like... Oh, what happened to the alien invasion? Like, that's not even a thing anymore, or... Yeah, like, it was, <laughs> that's funny. I'm just like, I do want to play more of it again to see the other endings, like, or to see the other levels, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, this is weird. They basically just... Like, nope, we're gonna kill you, Robotnik. Like, and like... I remember, I tried playing it after Sonic Frontier, or not Sonic Frontier, Sonic 06, uh, when I beat that game. I was like, alright, next up is Shadow, the second worst Sonic game, and the first level was so broken for me i would try to jump and it would like not let me oh, jump where i wanted the to. worst was when you try to and the camera wouldn't do what i needed the it to enemies and... dude so i would try to do like jump on the enemies and like you know do that and then i would just end up jumping off the map like you have no control where you jump and i would just fly off yeah i'm just yeah, like, fly, you're like okay <laughs> i mean like there were shades where i'm like of like oh okay they had something going here but that was just kind of it. Like, I was just like, okay. I'm like, this is kind of terrible, but also I'm not mad that I played... Remastered the game. I'm not, yeah. Mods I'm like, I, easier on PC. I'm not mad that they, like... I'm, I wasn't mad at it after a while, but I'm like, okay, I actually kind of enjoyed myself in a weird way. Like, I'm like, I know this is bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was, that was fun. Um, the other thing I did play in a single night, um, me and my buddy Spacehawk, on our streams played the next dark pictures anthology game uh which is called little hope and it's basically old like salem witch trial kind of themed stuff um but uh, that one stars will poulter the first one starred sean ashmore um and then but will poulter is really really good in this i think this may be one of my favorite stories in a dark pictures anthology game oh cool um i just really love it gets really into psychological horror um, which I feel like other game, the other games, at least so far, what I've played of the other games, it didn't really feel that way. I mean, I guess this one feels more, yeah. Like there was no, usually there's some kind of thing or some kind of reveal, but this the the kind of the big twist in this game was very psychological, and I really loved it for that. And I'm like, this is this is cool, because um, I have played House of Ashes uh, in the past, and but this one, I'm like, this might be my favorite. I still highly recommend playing these with friends, especially if you want to, like, have some fun, like, horror experience, like, together, and I think you can play it online, you can play it locally, so it's one of those things where it's, like, grab a friend or a spouse or just somebody, maybe a, yeah. in a group, just play together in a group, and 
Um, you can possibly lose characters. You can possibly save everybody. You can possibly make choices that are not very good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that, that give you kind of a bad ending. Um, but they, they're super fun. They're inexpensive. I think they're only like $30 games. And some of them are on Game Pass and like PlayStation Plus Extra too. So that... I'm going to backtrack real quick here. Yeah. Looked it up. Shadow the Hedgehog Reloaded is a... Handmade game? Uh, yeah, there's no PC version of Sonic or Shadow the Hedgehog. You can't play it on PC, surprisingly. Uh, probably like, probably got to use like a Dolphin emulator. It's a Dolphin emulator uh, on the Wii U. And it's Hedgehog Reloaded, and it's the game, but it's like redone so that there's a lot of different stuff. Uh, there's like just a bunch of quality of life changes, heck yeah, and uh, including making the challenges less challenging, uh, number wise, so less tedious. Oh. You can always count on Sonic fans. I'm surprised. <laughs> you can always count okay on them to make that. Like Sega you want. is completely okay with that too. Like, yeah. I would say yeah, but there's always like this moral gray thing with like emulators, mm-hmm. but Sega really likes their mod community. I still, they're like, they make, there's I a lot of good it. fan-made games know. out there that like Sega's totally, totally cool with. Um, and then they'll hire those people yeah. and be like, hey, work on our games. Yep, You're passionate yep. about Sonic fans. Like, <laughs> yeah, you do Sonic. amazing so, work. It, so I don't feel guilty when I say, like, hey, I might go look for this and see if I could try it or something. Yeah, um, you should. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, if Sega's happy with it. <laughs> if they're cool with it, I yeah. feel like they're probably like, we're never going to do it, so why not? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but cool. it, it looks cool, and the name is hilarious. Reload. I love the sounds, the menu gun. sounds. It's always a gun, a gunshot sound, like it's like it's a Devil May Cry game or something, or like, it's like <laughs> you know, it's like that's all the guns. It's so that's, edgy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Shadow. I love Shadow. Oh yeah. It's the silliest thing in the world. I love Shadow. I I mentioned I to my wife the other day i was like i love that like nintendo and sega had the same problem and they fixed it two different ways around the same time so they wanted to give their main characters guns and sega was like we'll just choose a darker character a greater character we'll give him a gun and nintendo was like we'll make it full of water and he'll have a jet pack <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong <laughs> yeah. sunshine it's funny <laughs> U- ubisoft gave the mario crew some guns later on with mario and rabbits but oh yeah but... i mean they have guns now yeah <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog, I feel like, came around the same time. It did, yeah, because, I mean, they were both the GameCube. And, Classic yeah, GameCube. Both, both were like, we have to give our characters guns. How do we do it? Two very different stories. It was definitely the Edge arc, because then, I think, I'm pretty sure it was after that, like, Twilight Princess was also kind of in that Edge arc. Yeah. Where it's like, obviously, they weren't giving they weren't giving him, like, a gun, per se, but it was like, well, dark and we gritty. have to go Here's dark like and a... gritty. That's, like, the cool thing right now. Mm-hmm. So... It was like Ed, Ed, but I love Twilight Princess too. It was an edge, no, it's edge great. Of time. Fourteen-year-old me was like, yeah. "Let's make everything edgy." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm here for it. And yep. then people were upset because they went and bright and colorful with Wind Waker after that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which a lot of people loved, and I was I like, loved "No, it. I want to go like take take something from Final Fantasy, get Square Enix involved in Zelda." Gosh, that still wouldn't be a bad idea. I know Square Enix has done cutscenes for uh, Sonic. Yeah, can you imagine a Zelda game, Final Fantasy, like cutscenes and art and? Oh, that'd be so good. It would be amazing. I've wanted that forever since Twilight Princess. Well, not since Twilight Princess, since Wind Waker ruined Twilight no. Princess. No, like, you're going the wrong way. Oh, <laughs> wow! I love Wind Waker so much. <laughs> and, uh, everyone loves it. It's most people's favorite Zelda game. I, uh, I think I was bitter and callous because. 
That's not what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And there's too much water. Little edge lord. <laughs> too much water. <laughs> Seven out of ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I got to me. the end of that game. I literally got to the end of Wind Waker, and they were like, "You need to go to each square of the map and, and fish for triforce." And you're pieces. like, "No." <laughs> they fixed that in the Wii U right, version. I'm good. <laughs> he beats Ganon in the end. Got it. And I stopped playing. He stabs him in the head. It's metal. Ooh, it's very so metal. metal. Very Twilight Princess. Of yeah. <laughs> uh, Twilight Princess is in the chest, but I know what you mean. I know what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> what he should have gone for the head. Anyways. Um, <laughs> All this memory is amazing. Um. Well, I'll talk about... Uh, yeah, Love Love a bit. A little bit. I played... Um, with my buddy Corvus, aka Design Frame, um, aka, um, he does a lot of really cool videos on game design. So definitely check him out on YouTube. Cool. And uh, anyway, we're buds, so we played um, Deep Rock Galactic. I hadn't played before, and he had played some. We were both pretty bad at the game. <laughs> both I of us were just kind of fumbling around. I wanted to play that too because I even bought it on Steam because like I have it on PlayStation, right? But I bought it on Steam for like ten bucks, and then I was like, I drank a monster, and I was still dude. Really tired. I was like, you gotta take a nap. You I, gotta like, go I sleep. Like, I just, I was like, how did I just drink this and I'm about <laughs> to fall asleep? Yeah, <laughs> I well, we had a good time. It was just us two. That's awesome. Um, but I played Scout and he played Engineer. That's such a um, good so, game. It's so fun. Yeah, and it is fun. Um, I feel like I probably wouldn't play it by myself, but it's really nice that so many of my friends have it too. So it, like, I can play with him again. With I can play friends. some like our friends. Um, I, I like it. I'm really bad at shooters, but this is a fun one. Um, and I think uh, I really like. I I, I prefer the co-op rather than um, competition, like competitive. Mm-hmm first person i i competitive first person i just like cannot do like i'm so bad that i'm gonna make my teammates upset i'm gonna be mad people are gonna be like you know calling slurs at me probably anyway that's just kind of how it be um mm. so like co-op it's like oh i can kind of control that i get to play with a friend and that's cool and also the dwarfs are funny just these just the things they Rock say yeah are so funny <laughs> they're so unhinged um which i guess you have to be a little bit unhinged to be like diving into an incredibly dangerous planet to mine stuff. I like when you um, can dance at, like when you play the jukebox at the bar. Yeah. That's it's just so like fun. so it's it's a very fun game and like we we yeah, we were messing around in the in the spaceship. We were like breaking mm-hmm. gravity and stuff and you can like you can literally just drink beer and get drunk, yep. which there's is so games, funny. You can kick around you can kick around balloons and mm-hmm. um then you get yelled at because they're just like those are decorations, stop it. Are you children? I'm like, yes, I'm a child. So anyway, <laughs> Deep Rock Galactic, uh, good game. Very cold take. Good game. Uh, besides that, I also have started playing. Uh, actually, I'll go. I'm still talking about Corpus. We played with a group of friends a game called King of the Castle. And it's a pretty new game, but I think it's going to take off. I really think it's going to take off because this is a um, it's a party game. You could play anywhere from like. You can have, like, three or four... I think you need four minimum people mm. all the way up to, like, 24 or 25 people. But you can also do Twitch integration. And so you can Ooh. play as a streamer with your viewers for, like, thousands... With, like, thousands of people. There's, like, a feature for it. So, basically, um, whoever is hosting the game is a monarch. So, 
you know, king or queen, they're the monarch of a nation and they're ruling and their goal is to continue to rule. They want to survive. They want to create an heir. They want to basically, they choose a goal that they want to instate for this nation. And as they, um, they complete their goal and produce an heir, um, that pretty much says like, Hey, you're, you're good. You're a monarch and you win. There are three factions of nobles. There's the, um, patricians of the coast. So I was part of the patricians of the coast there's the barons of the, like, wastes, I think. Um, and then there's the counts of the east. And they'll kind of have their own things. So, like, the barons are um, sort of, like, warrior. Like, they're all, they're really good at military. They have really strong military aspects. And then the patricians are really good at trade. They're really good with, like, money. And then the counts are good with, like, farming. And they're kind of, like, they're straight up, like, vampires. Like, they're, like... Warlocks and vampires, which is really funny, like the way that they're presented. Um, and basically all three factions want to take the crown, hmm. but they want to do it their own way. So they're kind of together against the monarch, but they're also against each other because they want the power. They don't want the other factions to have power. So it's a long game where you basically make these decisions. Um, you vote on certain decisions um, in order to influence different stats. I know this sounds like really complicated and vague. It makes sense if you're like, you know, tune to a stream maybe, and like you could watch it and kind of it'll, it'll kind of make some sense. Um, but pretty much every faction has a scheme that they're trying to enact. So I was a part of the patricians, and we thought, well, here's what we're gonna do: we are going to put the king into extreme amount of debt, so much debt that he has to basically give us the crown. Oh. And whereas the counts to the east are like, we want to summon a demon that will let, help us get the crown that we're going to summon a demon of famine and we're going to create this famine that will kill a bunch of people and basically kill the king too um and then i think the barons just wanted war i think they straight up were just like we're just gonna take them by the military or we're gonna instate our military and infiltrate or something basically you could choose a scheme and i think it's different not necessarily different every single game but like you could choose different schemes um and then there's three parts to your scheme. You basically have to meet certain criteria in order to progress your scheme. And of course, not only are you trying to progress your scheme, you're trying to make sure other factions don't progress their schemes. So again, you're kind of like all against the monarch, but at the same time, you're against the other factions. And the monarch's also against the faction because he wants to live. You know, they want to live. So and it's just crazy because the endings of this of this game can very so wildly depending on what the story kind of happens like what happens at the hmm. beginning of the games it's like hey does the king you know one thing that happened for us for example was um we're at the patricians of the coast and we are very like loved entertainment and so we're like we want to have a race and um and it was my character my character's like well you should sponsor me king you should sponsor me in this race the king's like no i'm actually gonna sponsor the baron sorry and we're <laughs> like okay that's mean and that sort of created this chain of events long chain of events and of course a bunch of other things happen but we ended up declaring war because there's a mechanic in which you if you are defined enough as a faction you can um basically cause a rebellion and so we rebelled and our reasons were like well you didn't sponsor me in the race <laughs> so that's like part of it it's like the um, game considers all the different decisions, which can create like so many different outcomes, which is like mm -hmm. so, so cool. So it's like, no matter how many times you play the game, it's going to be like sort of different. 
because you're going to have different voting mechanics, different like things like that, different schemes, different monarch goals, stuff like that. Um, it's a really, really cool game. And I know I talked about it for a long time, just like how it works, but I swear it's fun. It's definitely better with more people um, because then you have just more people in your factions voting. So it is, makes a, things more is interesting. a video game? It is okay. a video game. But what's cool is it's somewhat like Jackbox in that you don't need okay. everyone to own the game. You can tune in on your phone or okay. on, you basically just connect to a website. And so like, for example, nice. I think the Monarch uh, has to have the game because of the one hosting. Hmm. Uh, so if you want to play the Monarch, you have to get the game. And you can also customize your Noble, which is cool. Like, that's just another feature that comes with having the game. <laughs> but, like, for me, I was just able to go to a website, put in a code, Log and in. it says, like, cool, you're now part of this faction, and you're with this teammate that was oh, also cool. in this crew. So the game itself took, like, three hours. <laughs> so it really oh, is, like, wow. a sit-down, like, play for a long time. But it's intense. It's, like, social deduction. It's... It's really cool. It's really fun. Um, it gets a, it takes a while to like sort of like get into it, understand like what's going on. But once you kind of get it, you're like, oh. So like my team actually won because we were really far along in our scheme, but we needed uh, there's a stat that the monarch has for like stability in the nation. The higher the stability, I mean, the the harder it is to rebel, harder it is to win a rebellion. Um, and so we needed that to actually be high enough in order to enact our scheme. That was just like one of the things we had to do. So we're like, oh shoot, we actually need to make stability higher. But we were so defiant as a nation that we ended up rebelling. And so we got <laughs> in this weird situation where there was a 50-50 chance. Like it was literally like a dice roll of this rebellion's going to succeed or it's not going to succeed. If it succeeds, we win. If it doesn't succeed, then I mean, the game keeps going. We didn't succeed. And then the monarchs basically crushed our rebellion, which made all of our stats go down but it made his stats <laughs> go up. It made his stability actually go high enough to meet our criteria oh. in order to enact our scheme. And so we won, which was crazy. We're just like, That's we actually awesome. created a situation in which it was 100% guaranteed that, that we won, um, which was really cool. So, um, and what's another cool thing too, is that when you play a game, it saves that essential world, like the decisions made, the votes, what happened. And you can pick it up with the same players um, or maybe even different players, but you could basically pick up where you left off with like the new, like we basically found someone and be like, now you're the monarch. And now that will be the monarch for the next game. That's and cool. stats will carry over. Um, it's crazy. And I'm pretty sure the game's only like five or $10. Like it's a cheap game. It's made yes. by just like one or at least a couple people. And I really do think it's going to take off because I think it's going to be really popular in streaming circles. Like especially those big streamers have thousands of like mm -hmm. people and they're like going to be the monarch and all these viewers are going to be like in these different factions. So really, really cool game. Highly recommend it if you have a big group of friends um, and a lot of time, because again, it is kind of like intense. There's like a lot of like, it's basically politics. It's like politics simulator, um, but it's fun. <laughs> um, and then finally, I won't talk about it a lot, but uh, cause I already talked enough, but um, played, I'm, I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima again because I've yes. been reading so much Usagi Yojimbo that I'm like, this is the closest I'm going to feel like him. This is like the closest like I'm ever gonna feel like a wandering samurai who's helping just random peasants and random people. Um, that's mm -hmm. like what you do in the game. So the only problem is that it's been so long since I've played that I'm really bad. Like, oh yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, there's this dueling mechanic where basically you can have a standoff with someone and you hold the triangle button and is when they're running at you to attack, you release the, the triangle button and you need to time it right. But if you do time it right, you slash right through them and just knock them out in one hit. 
Um, I used to be able to just nail that like every time. Same. And then I played this weekend and I like failed like five times. And Last if you fail, you like almost die. It took me so long to get that timing back. So yeah, I yeah. totally understand that. And then I just like, I'm like, okay, well I want to cool, do cool samurai stuff or like either that or I get caught sneaking. And then a bunch of guys are on me and I'm just like trying to parry. I'm trying to defend. I'm trying to do all this stuff and they just kill me. And I'm like, oh, this game's <laughs> hard when I, when it's been so long, but I'd like to. I'll, I'll get back into it. It's such a cool, pretty game. Um, it is. But again, I'm like samurai-pilled right now with Yusagi Ojimbo. I'm just like, oh, nice. I like the, all the samurai stuff. But um, anyway, I've talked a lot, but uh, those are some games I've played. Cool. I also started a game during the Level Up event, and that was Metroid Prime. But I feel like I played most of the game outside of uh, the events. Mm. I played probably, I don't know, more more than a couple hours and uh, got my first boss battle forgot that i you know save in rooms now in these old games and so i had to go way way back and i, I haven't touched it since <laughs> um but i will i just need to get on that's it. sad um yeah it was like two o'clock in the morning Ooh. and so it was just it was bad timing to like lose yeah. i'd feel awful after that too day. like really i spent all that time and i hate going to bed, go to bed. Defeated yeah. like that it's so just now i'm going to bed if I had time to, like, I gotta do that again, then I would mm-hmm. do that again. Yeah. Um, but I'm really loving the game, for the most part. It reminds me, we've talked about Ocarina of Time a little bit in Twilight Princess. It really feels like those old puzzle games. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that's what Metroid Prime was. I, I read about it a little bit ago, before we were, uh, before Level Up event started, and they kind of did this remaster and stuff. I was like, what is this? I mean, we called it a puzzle shooter. And a puzzle shooter still doesn't sound... Right, it's more of like just a puzzle game, and you happen to have a gun. Yeah, it's it's very much an adventure game first, and an FPS second. Yeah, like puzzle adventure. I you have yeah, you have a gun. Yep, it's first person, uh, but it didn't, it doesn't necessarily need to be first person. Like you could totally play that game in third person with the auto aiming and everything that goes on in mm-hmm. it. Uh, I love the twin sticks because I have tried playing the game before, and I didn't get very far. Um, it wasn't mine, and so I didn't get to play much. And the not having a twin stick really threw me off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so twin stick aiming, really nice, even though you can auto-aim in the game by hitting a button. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. I am very... I'm almost offended that they haven't made more of these games <laughs> since. Because there's been a couple of them, right? But yeah. there hasn't been, like, a well, Metroid. That's why people have been craving Prime 4 so badly, because they teased it, like, years ago... And they're still hiring people to make the game. So it's like... Yeah. Like, that needs to yeah. happen. That It's a formula that is so good. People and, were waiting uh, for that regular release for so long. Like, mm-hmm. it's been ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm really happy with it. I'm really excited about it. Really good game. If you lived in the era of the GameCube yep. or even the N64, I feel like, and you liked those old puzzle platformers, uh, I would... Not platformers, but... 3d world puzzle games mm-hmm. where you're in dungeons trying to figure out how to get out um i would recommend this a lot oh yeah it's a lot of fun just remember to say <laughs> yeah often quick quick <laughs> shout out to uh, what is it duck, uh goose 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 duck and ultimate chicken horse heck yeah oh yeah oh, those, played a little bit of goose goose duck those the event. so fun uh, those those really fun. good yeah. <laughs> ultimate chicken horse always fun uh yeah. we get to play with jate live and jate uh Super awesome guy. Just uh, whooped us entirely. He was so good at that game, and we're like, "Well, we yeah. play this like, <laughs> like every live once. event, yeah. and you're just killing us." So cool. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I just wanted to shout out those yeah, games. He's, Absolutely. Great. Uh, he talked a little bit about a story during the stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically started an entire ministry because he wanted his friend to read uh, the Bible a little more. Um, it was yeah. super, super cool. Um, so yeah, shout out to Jate Live. Go to twitch.tv slash Jate Live to watch him. Mm-hmm. Uh, been a part of the community for years. So really cool to see how much he's he's grown over those years yeah but that's all i've been playing uh we can get into the gaming news go ahead LJ. yeah so um i'll, I'll kind of try to make it uh, pretty quick here with some of these it's not like huge news um so we're gonna get into some turtle talk later yes but um kind of the one out of the out of left field is that shredder is a is gonna be a skin in call of duty <laughs> which i'm like okay i'm down for this it's weird so funny um they are having a like japanese themed season currently one of the smaller like maps for like warzone and stuff is basically like japanese themed um it is so shredder kind of fits the style but also i'm like i've been watching the heck out of <laughs> yeah. i've been watching the heck out of the uh, original cartoon and i'm like Hey, Shredder's not afraid to grab like some kind of blaster rifle in the original cartoon, so I'm just gonna it's headcanon for me that he's cartoon Shredder. Um <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um he looks cool. Uh I'm sure he's gonna have his own like execution animation and stuff too, like so I'm excited to see what that is. Um But yes, it is not helping my um my Ninja Turtles like kind of kick that I've been going on, on through right now. Um, I know what you mean. With like... everything, like turtles are like in right now they're in yeah and yeah, like reading so. through the usagi comics there's there's even more crossovers with the turtles oh, which is like yeah. so fun yep um yeah so it's just it's feeding it's feeding all of that right now so i'm i'm here for it i think that comes out like this week or next week so i'll report back um the other thing that I am super excited about and I'm sure other people are excited about, uh, especially like when you talk about like, you know, we were talking about like the GameCube era and stuff like that. Like there was definitely a PS2 era where anime fighters were a big thing, um, especially the Dragon Ball Z games and the Naruto games. Um, the series Budokai Tenkaichi for Dragon Ball Z is actually coming back. Uh, they're doing a new game, Whoa. which I which I assume is going to be super based, like based on Dragon Ball Super, mm-hmm. um, because now you actually have new super material. Super based. You don't on have it. to make. <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to make another game just based on the Cell and Buu saga and all that crap again. You have so much new material that, like, you even have manga material that we haven't actually seen animated yet. Um. But yeah, if this is anything like the older PS2 releases, then that'll be awesome. Those games were so fun. Like, Tenkaichi 2 was, like, stacked with characters from, like, every era through, like, OG Dragon Ball to, like, GT. So it's like, I'm hoping it, that's it's as stacked as that was, but I kind of doubt it's going to be. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think even those Tenkaichi games came to, like, Wii or something, because that's where I played one of them. Um, and I used the controller because I'm like, there's no way I'm using this Wii nunchuck to like fight and do Kamehameha's and stuff. I was like, this is just too complicated. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, I think people who were really in that era are gonna are gonna want to check this out, and they're super excited about it. The, the tease was actually made during uh, Dragon Ball Fighters like World Finals. So um, yeah, 
pretty exciting. Um, cool. Yeah. And then the last piece of news, which everybody's been kind of railing on this game already, um, just because that's what people do these days. Um, yeah. But uh, Suicide Squad, according to Bloomberg, is probably going to be delayed again. Um, there hasn't actually been an official delay, but they say it was due to poor reception during the state of play, which I'm like, sure, if you want to get out of the way of Tears of the Kingdom, not that, not that the same people are going to be playing both of these, I think, but it's like, yeah, May is a stacked month. Um, there's so many other big games. If you want to just push it out of the way until like August or something, like that's cool. I, th- I think the delay so- is supposed to be late 2023. Um... I'm like, whatever. Like, I'm going to check this game out probably regardless because it just looks like dumb fun. But, uh, yeah, uh, wait, no official delay on this yet. But I I think it looks fun at the very least. I don't think this is going to be an amazing game by all means. But I'm just like, yeah. Um, I'm all for delays uh, if they can make a game better. If you're just delaying a game just to kind of dig yourself out of a hole, then that kind of sucks. Like Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones has been delayed a ton of times. I don't even know if that game's coming out these days. Um, <laughs> but I hope this is a good delay, and I hope that uh, something good comes from it. So that's kind of it. Cool. Yeah. We'll get into movies then. I have not seen any movies recently. I'm going to go see Ant-Man again. Nice. Uh, just because my wife hasn't seen it yet, and she wants to. But what movies you guys been watching? Go ahead, LJ. We'll start with you again. Okay. Um, I watched enough movies for all of us, I think, in like one day. Yeah, um, no kidding. Go for it. <laughs> so the first one I watched a few weeks ago, I would have talked about this last week if we recorded. Um, I think. Well, no, I think I did watch it earlier this week. I don't remember when I watched it. Um, I did watch Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Oh, uh, would you like it? It's so good. It was yeah. like way better than it had any right to be. I was like, mm-hmm. wow. Like I'm just like, I get it. Like... It's got such positive reviews all around, but I'm like, I still feel like this is a movie that people were just like, oh, that's a kid's movie. That's fine. I don't need to see that. But uh, it's just got so much heart. And not only that, but the animation is really good, too. Like, they, it's like somebody just woke up one day and decided, hey, you know what, guys? We're going to go hard on a, on a Puss in Boots movie. And it's just like, yeah, it's good. I like it. Um, I, I just straight up bought the movie, and I'm like, I have no regrets. Because I'm like, yeah, people said this was good, and I agree. Um, yeah. And then the other movies I watched all in one day because I realized uh, <laughs> yesterday, I'm like, I guess I'm not doing anything today. So um, I decided to, I was going to go watch, I, I was planning on going to the movies all weekend. Like, I wasn't sure what I was going to see yet. There's still. Scream 6 came out this week. Cocaine Bear is still a thing. Um, <laughs> Creed and... So Creed 3, which is what I ended up seeing. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, I think something else. Oh, 65 came out this week. That Adam Driver movie with the dinosaurs. Um, oh. So, so I was like, mm-hmm. what do I go see this weekend? And then so I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm just gonna... Uh, I'm gonna watch Creed 3. That's the most thing, up my alley thing. Um, I think out of this list. So... I watched Creed 1 and 2, which those are really fun to watch. It's really cool to see the progression of... It feels like Sylvester Stallone was definitely, like, letting off the the wheel, like, over the course of this trilogy. Because, like, the first movie, even though it was directed by Ryan Coogler, like, it still had so much Rocky influence, you know? Like, it's... 
it, that movie was powered by Rocky and Sylvester Stallone and just the music and everything and it was it kind of yeah like it was definitely like oh like this is a Rocky Rocky sequel this is a continuation um, Creed 2 I feel like still had some of that but it felt like we were making a transition um, into Creed being its own thing its own series and then um, the third one definitely since Sylvester Stallone isn't even a part of it that one felt like its own thing. It did have a few small nods, obviously, but I really like that I watched all three of them together because I feel like I was able to experience that. Um, Michael B. Jordan directed the third one. Um, Jonathan Majors is... That dude's... I He freaks me out in Creed as well. Like, <laughs> he's just I don't so know. Like, he just, he's such a dangerous dude in that movie. Like you just He's unhinged. <laughs> and I want to see Kang that unhinged in future movies. Like... Kang was just creepy because it's like, ooh, it's him. Be, yeah. be afraid of him. And so I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then so, like, I want to see Kang be that unhinged in future movies. Like, to be, like, uh, I think... I'm sure he will be. Yeah, so um, his name in, in that is Damien Anderson. They call him Dame. I'm like, I want Kang just to be, like, Damien. You know, I just want him to be, like, crazy like that. Um but it's good. Michael B. Jordan did a fantastic job, I think, directing. Um, obviously, there's been, like, stuff like, ooh, like, there are some scenes that were definitely inspired by anime, you know? Like, which is just some shots, especially during, like, the main fight, where it's like, okay, yeah, that was out of Dragon Ball Z, or that was out of Naruto. Um, which, they've been marketing that, like, especially IGN and stuff like that has been talking about that. So it's not really, like... And he's even been open about it, like, that there's influenced by anime and in my head i'm thinking after watching these movies and thinking about rocky movies i'm like you know what rocky has also been low-key like an anime for grown men like just yes um, <laughs> thank you it really has been it really because, is because the story it's it's almost like watching like cobra kai or something where it's like sure the logic behind this there's certain fights and certain things that wouldn't happen so easily but it's just like oh this thing happened just let it makes me you just kind of have to accept it yeah yes in real life in real life the wbc wouldn't be like hey let's give this random person out of nowhere a title shot or something you know yeah yeah so it's just but i'm like this is straight up anime and there's other characters in this world that just want to be that end up like becoming friends with the main character just because their attitude and their the way they live is just so infectious that they want to be around this main character and i'm like that's straight up goku like, mm-hmm. you know, like, Rocky is an American <laughs> Goku. Like, or, you know, like, um, it's just one of those things I'm like, and even watching, like, t- uh, like the Creed movies, I'm like, yeah, this is just anime. This is just live-action anime. Which, I also heard that apparently somebody's trying to do a Creed anime thing. I don't know how real that is. I don't, I've only seen, like, one article about it, but... Michael Jordan would Could love be that. Cool. He I would. Was and um, like that and if they actually did animate something, like, because there are boxing themed anime, you know, like they're mm-hmm. they're out there. Um, if they tried to do that, I would be down with it. Um, I, I would watch it. So if they if that's a real thing, like, sign me up. Um, but yeah, it, it's fun. Like, yeah, those movies got a lot of heart, and um, it's just uh, yeah, and there's genuine like good stories in there. It's not just like oh, go watch some dudes get punched. Um, like obviously that's half the reason you want to see it but um really really good stuff in there so that's all i got that's my ted talk on rocky and creed let's go <laughs> I really creed 3 but i i'll ask this do i need to watch the other two to understand creed 3 or can i watch it by itself 
I feel like to really get an appreciation for it, yes. Yeah, okay. I, I would think so. Um, just because it's very I'll much... watch all of it. So it's very much a saga. Like, you don't necessarily have to go back and watch all the Rocky movies. Um, mm -hmm. But it's kind of cool because the Creed movies are built on, like, Rocky already being... And, and Apollo Creed, them being so well-known already. That, like, you just kind of have to know, like, oh, that dude's a legend. Um, you know, in this world. But I think to get the whole... Like, it definitely feels like a saga, which is also, like, kind of anime. It's like the third one, you're definitely seeing it later in his life and stuff like that. And there's things that took place mm -hmm. in past movies that, like, you won't understand the context of other things, like, if you hadn't watched the others. Yeah. It's worth it. What have you been watching, Shelly? Um, so, really out of the blue, I was just in the in the mood to watch a musical this last week, and <laughs> nice. I started getting Phantom of the Opera stuck in my head, which honestly, like, Phantom of the Opera, I've only ever seen the movie once. I've never actually seen, like, a live production of it, and I've heard, but I know the music pretty well, um, relatively well. Like, I know the tunes... I don't know lyrics always <laughs> but like the melodies so for some reason i was like i just kind of want to watch fan of the opera like i just kind of want to watch and and my husband he was um he was feeling sick and he actually watched a couple movies sort of without me um it's like during the level up event for example he was just kind of like chilling and um he was saying how like he he just kind of likes to watch cheesy or like cheesy like romance stuff when he's sick. I don't know why. So that's why I was like, we should watch Fate of the Opera. Um, and so we did. Um, and it was great. And by great, I mean, I realized that the story isn't amazing and the characters all suck. Like the most <laughs> interesting character is the Phantom, obviously, but like he sucks because he's he's evil, right? Like he's not a good guy. The rest of the characters that are supposed to be good. <laughs> suck because they're dumb or they're hypocrites <laughs> like christine is pretty stupid and then uh raul is basically just like no 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 christine you shouldn't make you shouldn't be obsessed with the phantom and like go and make him your entire personality you should make me your entire personality <laughs> so, but the music is really great and it's really iconic and it's just i don't know it's infectious and it gets stuck in my head um, and I think as far as like music and musicals go, it's like, obviously there's a lot of musicals that have really good music, but it's so strange how it's like, I care so little about so much of fan of the opera. The fact that I get it really stuck in my head and like really, really like the songs this much, like that says something, mm. I think just about the oh, quality yeah. of it. Um, and I still would really love to see like a live production of it. I mean, that's how always how musicals should be sort of viewed is, is in that medium. That's how it's meant to be. Um, you know, I just have to kind of watch movies because I, I don't have time to go out slash, you know, sometimes they're just not showing in the area. Uh, in fact, that's usually it. They're just not showing in the area, but, um, I still had a good time and it was kind of fun to just kind of like roast everybody and kind of call out the just kind of ridiculousness. <laughs> it's like kind of unhinged and. You know, but, you know, the Phantom is obviously a very cool, interesting character. So that's fun. It's just like Christine, they like try to make her this like underdog character. Then then like the first like 15, 20 minutes of the movie, she's no longer an underdog. Everybody loves her. And they still kind of like try to like portray her that way. I'm like, listen, the true underdog is a uh, 
uh, I don't remember the name of the friend. I, w- I want to say it's like Sam or something. Her, the friend who's like actually just a regular character and she <laughs> deserves better. I think she deserves better. She was barely a character. But uh, anyway, I, I just really like family opera. I really like musicals. Okay. So I'm kind of now like, oh, am I on a musical kick? Like I really need to watch Les Mis again. It's been like a couple <laughs> of years since I've watched Les Mis and that's like my favorite musical. So I'm like, I should probably rewatch that um, eventually. But I don't know. It's it's still good. I still liked it. Um, still, I guess, holds up. I don't know. Like, there's not like any like weird effects in it or anything, but it's still just kind of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, Gerard Butler. <laughs> Gerard Butler yeah. being the fans. Yeah, it's that newer release, right? Well, y- yes, yes, because there was like the really old movie that was based off the book, and then this is the movie based off the musical because the musical came out mm-hmm. in the '80s, so. It's just like, yeah, it's so iconic. Like, even if you've never seen it, like, you know the music. And I think that's like, you kind of have to respect that. Even if you don't enjoy Fan of the Opera, you kind of have to respect how iconic it is. And I do, I do respect it, even if I don't love, like, all the story and characters. I think it's this year that it's the last year it's going to be played on Broadway or something like that. This year or next year. Don't tell me that. They're right when I'm like, oh, I mean, like, of course they are, because it has been around for a freaking long time. Like, I remember yeah. when, like, I was in elementary school, one of my best friends was obsessed with Phantom of the Opera, and I never understood why. Like, I never, I didn't understand it, but now I'm like, you know what? If I had listened to Phantom of the Opera and watched it when I was a kid, I probably would have been obsessed with it, too. It just ended up being Les Mis for me instead. So, anyway, that's what I watched. I nice. will talk about Cowboy Bebop later. Um, I didn't end up watching the movie. We are going to, but maybe next week I'll be able to talk about the movie. Cool. I do, I do have it on my on my list. We will get into the movie news then. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't seen anything. Go ahead. Chad. That's fine. So we have actually a couple trailers to talk about. So the first trailer we're going to talk about is, um, actually, we've been talking about TMNT already. Let's just start with TMNT. Let's just start yeah. with that one. There's two trailers to talk about. Let's just start with that one. So this is uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is what it's called. And this is um, Seth Rogen's, right? Like, is it Seth yes. Rogen? But like, he's basically like producing the movie. Um, which is crazy <laughs> for me to think about. He's but... like totally making it, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't realize he was a Turtles fan. I had no clue. But this movie looks really good. And it's so, it's crazy the influence Into the Spider-Verse had. How now when you watch anything animated, especially 3D animated, Puss not necessarily Claymation. Um, yeah. So yeah, same thing happened with Puss and Boots. You see the Spider-Verse effect. Like it's, the influence of that movie is so powerful that it, it has... Yeah directly influenced the animations uh, industry which i think is really cool it's like mm. forced people to be like wait wait wait, we can actually really unlock potential here and yeah. make it really artistic and really fun and especially for something like tmnt it's perfect because it's um originally comic books you know yeah and yeah. i and so it's like the perfect medium for that and i think it's cool that they're kind of making them once again reminding us like yeah these are teenagers they just kind of mess around yeah. they don't really know what they're doing yep. which is very much the um sort of similar take like in rise of the teen teenage mutant ninja turtles which is on netflix it's a it's the nickelodeon the newer nickelodeon version of them mm-hmm. it's a similar thing where they're like they're just teenagers and they're just kind of they don't really know what they're doing they're messing around and they're just kind of trying to be heroes they're trying the heroes yeah, they seem thing. like 13 not you know 18 yeah yeah exactly so i think that's cool um yep. It looks. It just looks really good. It looks really fun so far. What do you guys think? I agree. The yeah. style. No, I'm really, is... really excited about it. 
it's just I'm gonna go with a pun here, uh, but it's <laughs> oozing. It's very oozing with style. I think is yeah. Like that's, <laughs> I, I yeah, think you're right. And, yeah, and, I, and that, to me, there's no better way to describe it. Um, and just the East mm-hmm. Coast influence, like the music, and just oh, just so much of it just reminds me. I think of like an East Coast hip hop album when I watch that trailer. Yeah, like, it's just yeah. It surely yeah, makes sense because they're like from New York, yeah. so yeah. I remember hearing about it and being like, "This isn't gonna be good." <laughs> Me like, too. Seth yeah. Rogen, Ninja Turtles animated. Well, I was like, "Oh, or everybody live was expecting it to be." be um, everybody was expecting it to be darker, um, like because they. I think it's because they wanted the dark and gritty comic turtles. Oh, uh, which um, okay. or, they, or they thought or, or they thought, oh, it's well, Seth. Invincibles too, right? Isn't that well, Seth Rogen? Yeah, so they're like, oh, it's Seth Rogen, so it's probably gonna be a, you know adult humor or crude humor. But then I'm like, mm-hmm. this the it got teased during the Kids Choice Awards. But then so it brought me to think like, oh, we all forgot Nickelodeon owned the channels yep. right now, or yep. at least the TV, you know, like the distribution yeah. for movies and television. So I was, th- I mean, in, I was talking to Jonathan, Jonathan the other day. He's like, yeah, I hope it's not like this. And then uh, I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, Nickelodeon has that stuff, so I don't think it's going to be as bad as we're led to believe it might be. And we totally yep. got something mm-hmm. that seems so wholesome, and I'm, yes, I'm happy with it. wholesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, it does have very similar energy that I could tell to Rise of the Teeny Minty, um, which also is a really cool show with <gasps> super stylized... It's 2D animation, so it's it's different that way. Oh, man. Um, yeah. It's not literally exactly the same, but it's like it looks like they're taking a very similar approach with, mm-hmm. you know, probably the Nickelodeon influence, but I love it. I think it's awesome. Um, yeah. And again, just like... I don't know. Donnie's glasses are just so cute. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, he's just a little baby. It, it's, it's one of those <laughs> things right now too, where it's like I keep talking to different people about Ninja Turtles lately because I see my posts, like, yeah, because you know, I've been watching it too. And then it's just there's somebody's. Some people are like, oh, I like the movies, and then some people are like, oh, I like this show. And so I'm sitting here watching the original, and then I'm like dang am i really about to go through every piece of ninja turtles media this year like please so i'm just like <laughs> like do just, it i love that it's such a universal like somebody the other day told me they're like oh yeah i like those movies the recent live action movies that just came out and i'm like see that's interesting to me because other people view those as like straight up trash mm-hmm. so i'm just like yeah okay then like let me just take it all in and see you know like because i now i even want to watch the rise of the ninja turtles because People had reservations about that too. Resident like, looks quite good, but that looks like it's good too. So I'm just like, oh, like I'm just gonna ride this roller coaster until I burn myself out. No, you should. It's like, and yeah. it's so funny because um, I mean, I already talked a lot this last year about watching the 2003 the two, show, the one. Yeah. yeah, and like just having a really good time with that, and that was, yeah. I guess it did influence me to start Usagi Ujimbo, but I think just, I just think it's so funny how it's like I'm pretty much obsessed with those comics now and i'm just like still reading through (laughs) them especially i finally read through a grass cutter which is i think one of the most or i I think it's just one of the best of the yusagi ujimbo comics is grass Mm. cutter and like honestly it is really good it's great i own the last ronin too and i totally need. and that's on my list too after i finish yusagi i'm gonna i'm gonna read through (laughs) the last ronin um but it's just so funny because my husband's the one who like introduced me to tmnt and he's the one who grew up with tmnt like and i'm all in and he's like you've consumed more tmnt than i have and that's crazy to say and i'm just like (laughs) that's so yeah and the only thing that makes me sad is the lack of casey jones (laughs) 
I need yeah. Casey Jones and <laughs> oh, all of yeah. this stuff. Like, I don't, I don't think he, I, eh, he might be in Rise of TMNT. Um, we're not, I don't think he's going to be in this new movie. I'd be very surprised. I don't so, think he's so going neither to be. Is, yeah, to circle back to it, neither is Shredder. Which is like crazy, but I mean, oh, yeah. as far as, as far as we know, like it Shredder seems, it kind of feels like it's a kind of like a superhero origin story because they are so young and they, it seems like they're just kind of figuring mm-hmm. things out. Um, yeah. So I think it could even open the door to if this does well, which hopefully does, maybe a sequel. Yeah. Then Shredder is oh, shows see, up. It's weird you know? too, because the it's very much like how many mutants do we have in this lore? We're gonna throw them all. There's a lot. Yeah, because yeah, even even I'm watching the original cartoon and there's so many in there, and Shredder really feels like second note sometimes, actually, which kind of surprises mm-hmm. me. Like, so I'm just like Shredder isn't the only threat in the turtles. We just happen to right. have been we've been fed that way for so long. Yeah, we've been trained in that way, but there's yeah, there's a lot of other guys, and they're all kind of they're all crazy. Our there's the Foot Clan. There's the from the nineties. Uh, which one? TMNT three, which I know is not everyone's favorite, but when they travel back in time to feudal Japan. Oh, mm-hmm. the third so movie. Cool. Yes, yes, I, I like that too. I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah, I do as well. <laughs> Yes, yes, but I overall, I'm pretty excited yep. for this movie. I'm like, I, I don't really get excited for trailers nowadays. It's pretty rare, but I saw this trailer and I thought, this is right up my alley. Like I, yeah, I'm cool. going to theaters for this, and I and I told my husband, I'm like, we're we gotta see this in theaters. He's like, yeah. day one, <laughs> pretty much. I'm just like, I I don't get excited about Marvel anymore. I get excited yeah. about TMNT, brother. <laughs> How a bunga! I love the resurgence Cowabunga. that's happening with it right now. I just mm-hmm. like there it are people is. that have never, yeah, like there are people that have never forgotten about TMNT, but now I just feel like this is the year. Like, yeah, yeah, I think you're totally right, and that, yeah, I'm here for it. I'm just like, it's crazy because like again, I'm like a new fan. Like I only mm-hmm. started watching the 2003 show last year. It's not like I didn't know what the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were. I just like didn't consume any of their products. I didn't watching their shows and playing games. My brother had like that. all the action figures, and then I received those. Like I remember opening an old duffel bag of my brother's, like when I was like five, six years old back in the day, and mm-hmm. just being like, "Yep, this is it right here." Nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's so wholesome. But anyway, yeah. and like part of me is also wondering, like, you know, twenty twenty three, they're gonna do some sort of like cool 20th anniversary homage with like the 2003 show but then i thought well there's definitely not going to be like a teen titans 20 year anniversary homage thing happening so i probably shouldn't expect it for tmnt or maybe it's more likely with them but i it, mm. it kind of made me think of like oh it's also the 20th anniversary of teen titans yeah oh. wow. <laughs> i'm old no why am i feeling old and i'm the youngest here it's crazy that's <laughs> really weird that's funny um okay but uh let's talk about another trailer that doesn't look bad by any means i'm just not quite as excited about um and it's the little mermaid yeah how are we feeling i i don't know <laughs> i'm just kind of neutral i'm so indifferent about I feel it similar. I'm, that's where i'm so at. dope i think yeah. you're all in the same but i didn't like love the animated movie like I'm not, I, yeah. yeah it's just not something that i i think about. Yeah, I think um, I also just, like, don't love the animated movie. I think I like, again, I like the music, and I like the animation, and I like the, like, colors. And so I think mm-hmm. I'm actually happier with this trailer because finally 
there's some colors you see like it's just been so like dark and dreary like the whole time and finally now they're like oh yeah there's colors and there's like colorful fish and there's like glowy things under the ocean i'm like okay finally like i kind of wish we had seen that earlier but i'm glad we're seeing it now (laughs) yeah but at the same time i'm also like i don't know if i care and also like this is gonna i'm such a hater but like aquafina scuttle i hear her voice and i'm like i don't want to watch this that's such a mean thing to say but like i think ryan last dragon just really burnt me out on her so much and she's great in shang chi because she's an actual character i I had to see her in other things to actually appreciate her as an actress because Mm -hmm. it just seems like she got thrown as the comic relief for a while yeah and that's still kind of what she Mm -hmm. is yeah i've i like watching other stuff she's been in Exactly, yeah. I, I kind of think that, too. It's like, you know, she's in Crazy Rich Asians. She's in, of course, yeah. Shang-Chi. And she's in other movies that I haven't even seen. It's just like, mm-hmm. every time I see her, it's more like I hear her. And it's usually yeah. some weird animated comic relief character. And I'm kind of tired of it. Um, I'd, I'd rather she be a real character that, you know, can be funny. She can be funny. That's like her whole thing. She's funny. Mm-hmm. But um, I'd rather she actually be a real character. Um, and, and be allowed to be real character yeah. um, with real emotions that literally isn't just doing a slapstick all the time. I feel like even in <laughs> Rye the Last Dragon, she wasn't a real character, which is crazy because she's in the title. Yeah, she was supposed to be the main part yeah, of that movie. She still didn't even <laughs> feel like a real character. So technically she was, mm-hmm. but I just, man, that movie was so disappointing. I don't want to think about it yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't know. I guess maybe someday I'll watch The Little Mermaid. I think I'm less, like, upset about this than I was with, like, View and the Beast or, obviously, Lion King or Mulan. I just feel like, I'm like, okay, oh. Little Mermaid is old enough and um, iconic enough that I'm like, okay, fine. I feel like it, of, of all the movies that they made live action remakes of, I feel like this one actually could use kind of the live action or, the, or, or kind of a revamp or kind of yeah. something. I feel like... It is more justified than almost any of those other movies, especially like Beauty Lion and the Beast. King drove the nail in the coffin for me. Like I was just like, nope, yeah, that was I'm just done. that was ridiculous. I can't believe they did that. Still, <laughs> I'm still like, what yep. they actually did that. Anyway, um, but I feel like this could again, like, Lumer was so, and it's not like again, it wasn't even like the perfect movie. Whereas again, like Beauty and the Beast, I, I keep comparing to that because Beauty and the Beast is is arguably the best Disney movie, like animated at least. Uh, a yeah. lot of people say it's like seriously up there. It's, while it's not my personal favorite, like I totally understand why. Um, but at, it kind of gets to the point where you're like, well, it's so good on its own that it does not need to be revisited. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need live action. Whereas with Little Mermaid, I'm like, you know what? It's kind of old and it's kind of dusty and it wasn't their best. Um, it was really good at the time for certain reasons, but now they can right. kind of like do something new and fun with it. So. I don't know if they will. I don't know if I'll watch it, but I'm excited for those who are excited. I'm happy for those who are happy about it. Um, oh, yeah. Also, I think Megan McCarthy is Ursula, which, you, again, I feel like a hater. I don't usually like watching her and things, but I feel like that's actually a perfect role for her. <laughs> I feel like she could actually be a really good, yeah. really good Ursula. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just for me, if I'm watching The Little Mermaid, I'd rather just watch the theater production, which I have seen, and it's very good um and it's just like i don't know for me it's same with lion king i'm like if i want to watch a live production of this 
I'm not gonna watch a movie. I'm gonna watch it on Broadway. I'm was, gonna watch it in a theater. Say... I'm gonna watch the musical. It's like, especially guys. Okay, if you haven't seen Lion King one, so good. It's I bet that is. Good. I've always wanted to see it. Like Little Mermaid's amazing. It's all. It's also really really good. But like the Lion King is like so iconic. Like as a musical, as a theater production, it's like separates itself from the original movie entirely in that way. Like it in the world of musical theater. It is like its own iconic like thing nice. that's totally separated from like the movie, which is like really cool actually. But uh, I I just have very fond memories of it. I saw it when I was a child. It was like one of the first like musicals I saw, and it was just like the masks and the costume design and like I probably should stop talking about musicals. I had no idea there was one, but I, but they turned everything into a musical these days. So. No, but it's so good because here's the thing, <laughs> LJ. Here's the thing. Yeah. Where the Lion King live action, quote unquote, failed is because they're yeah. like, well, we need to make like a realistic depiction of lions for some reason. Whereas the musical is like, well, listen, we're not 2D animation because we're a musical and we need to be right. live people. So we're going to make really, really cool um, masks really cool costumes that are just oh, like yeah, the costume work seemed awesome. completely inspired and like yeah. just like these beautiful like giant puppets of like giraffes yeah. and other animals to just like they're gorgeous and it only works mm. in musical theater it only works in a production oh, yeah. like that and they again they saw the medium that they had to work with and they mm. Go with what the medium works best with. Like they, nice. they're like, what works in this medium? We're gonna go with this. And again, that's what's so cool about stuff like we're talking about TMNT, where it's like, what works best in this medium of 3D animation? Right. Doing these really cool stylized things. Same thing with like 2D animation. We're seeing it in claymation as well. I know like Gilmoro Gil del Toro's uh Pinocchio was really good. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard like that's amazing claymation. They like kind of take what's that best in claymation. Speaking of that one in Oscar. Yeah, which it should have. Oh, Oscars were last <laughs> night. So, so um, but basically <laughs> all I'm saying is it's annoying that live action is trying to like, I don't know. It's like, it's live action. There's a ton you could do, but you have to be considerate of like the mediums, the different mediums. And mm -hmm. a lot of times, if I'm being completely honest, I personally just am more interested in other mediums, I think, than just live action. Yeah. But there's obviously a place and time for everything, but... That's my weird little rant. I don't really know why. <laughs> no, I got you. I just kind of like felt like it. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, Time for another one. Yeah, we're just talking about TMNT and musicals today. Um, but you know what we're also going <laughs> to talk about? <laughs> you know what we're also going to talk about? It's not good. It's bad, actually. That's why I said. Time for another rant. Let's go. So <laughs> we're shifting focus to Warner Bros., and they're basically looking at like uh, Hogwarts Legacy being like, oh my gosh, Hogwarts Legacy made so much money. We really oh. need, there's still milk in this cow, guys, in this in this cash cow, Harry Potter. They're still milking it. We got to keep milking it. And it's like, honey, stop. Like, that's a, it's a video game. People have been looking yeah. forward for, for that style of game for literally years. Like, That's ever since everyone started. They got the wrong yeah. message from that video game. Again, different medium. Uh, success. Ever talk yeah. about different mediums. That's a different medium. Works really well for that. And, and people wanted that interactive sort of, like, I get to be in Hogwarts. I get to create my character and, like, learn spells. Like, people have been wanting that for mm -hmm. literally so long. And so now they finally have it, which is really cool. But now they're like, well, we can still do stuff. Like, we can make more movies. And I'm like... Did you guys just completely forget the failure that was Fantastic Beasts? Make more video Beast? games instead of movies. 
Yeah, that I think that's the answer. But unfortunately, Warner Bros. is like, no, 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 we can make more movies. And I'm like, again, like, you literally just failed so hard with Fantastic Beasts. That happened, like, just this last year. Are you already forgetting yep. about that? And you're already saying, oh, guys, yeah, I promise there's money to be made here. Like, not there's no heart. You know, there was heart in Hogwarts Legacy. At least from our, I, I haven't played it, but as far as I could tell, it sounds like there's a lot of heart in it. Whereas um, mm-hmm. Fantastic Beasts, like, there's no heart. And and them trying to make more movies, like there's gonna no be no heart in that either, I don't think. And they talk about maybe making a movie adaptation of The Cursed Child, which y'all, if that's, you that's a bad idea. If you haven't read The Cursed Child, be thankful that you haven't read it. It's not good. Um, most Harry Potter fans completely disregard it as being canon. They say, nope, this ain't canon. Nope, shoot not. it out of a cannon. Basically. So uh, that would be, I mean, and who knows? Maybe it'd be easier to consume as a movie rather than um, reading it because it is supposed to be a play. And I've heard the play like in itself is like just, you know, a fine production, but it's more so the uh, characters and the story, which like that doesn't change from that itself doesn't change from medium to medium. Right. That that sticks. So I would really hate that. And it's just again, I'm like. Hogwarts Legacy was like a cool exception, especially because it was a video game. You can interact yeah. with it. It's kind of follows these different rules, but like, we don't need more Harry Potter movies. Please let it die. Everyone yeah. wants to, to die, too. Everybody wants to let it die. It's just Warner Bros. Warner Bros. is the only one who's like, no, let's keep going. Ah. <laughs> what if they make a musical? <laughs> No, do not. <laughs> that was a good. That was a good one. Warner Bros would not make this musical. Okay, someone else will. No, someone else would. Someone else has, like Harry Potter Puppet Pals. That's essentially a musical. There's a uh, Harry Potter the musical. You can find that on YouTube. Uh, it's pretty good if I remember correctly. I don't quite remember everything that happens, but the, I'm pretty sure that exists. There's it's the same people I think who made a uh, Batman the musical, uh, which is very good, by the way. So just watch that instead. So, ha, checkmate. Or done. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we can move on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We'll get into the TV. uh, TV shows we've been watching. Uh, I don't know where to start. I guess Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot about Mando. I didn't listen. Don't want to give too much away, but Mandalorian got very interesting, very fast. I've only watched the first episode. I'm not caught up. Yeah, the first episode was... All right. I didn't, even, it feels I didn't like, a, like the first episode, but anyway. It feels like a slow build, and I'm okay with that. Like, Yeah. I, The pacing of this last episode was really... It, it was bad pacing. Um, but I kind of... We needed it, because I don't know if I would have held the on. The end of the episode feels it any slower. Ab- abrupt. Like, it's very fast-paced. Yeah. But I don't want to know the stuff that happened in between, so I don't know why I'm complaining about it. It was just like point A, point B, point C, point D really quickly. Yeah. But, again, I wouldn't have cared if they would have added more details to it, so it's kind of like, good thing they did that. Um, but, yeah, I think that that first episode is kind of like a reminder of what the show was, mm-hmm. and now it's it's good again. Yep. Picking it up into the action again. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching that. I've been watching Bad Batch, but I'm behind on that a little bit, though that's getting really interesting. Uh, the episodes that I'm in, for those who've been keeping up, are very political. Ooh. And it's strange for an animated show, like kids' show, 
to get really political, but it's been fun to watch that. Hmm. Um, there is, I'm pretty sure it's in the trailer, so forgive me if this is spoiling something. Um, I'm almost positive it's in the trailer. Uh, but Sidious, uh, is it Sidious, right? Is the Emperor? Palpatine? Or yeah, Darth Sidious. Palpatine. Darth Sidious, yeah. Yeah, Palpatine rises from the floor. Somehow, and, somehow uh, Palpatine returned? Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> uh, I mean, this is before, you know, anything was... Yeah. He hadn't gone anywhere at this point. This is, he had just taken over. This is before somehow, um, yeah. But, man, it was <laughs> really intense when he when he showed up. Mm. Got chills. Uh, and then for me, obviously, uh, me and LJ both, we've been watching Last of Us, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but loved the ending. Uh, didn't think the ending was controversial. A lot of people said that the ending was going to be... Um, they were going to take like a lot of left turns with it. Mm. And I don't feel like that really happened. I don't think like, so either. That's how I remember the game going. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah. Not to give it too much away. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Really, really good. Really faithful, I thought, to, to the game. I agree. And, uh, yeah, just as emotional as the game. So, mm-hmm. good stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, I almost want to let my dad watch it. My dad is um, in his, like... I think he's in his late 60s now. Not, sorry, Dad. Um, <laughs> he doesn't listen. Uh, and I want him to watch it. And he could have never, ever played the video game. Right, yeah. So that that's that's, so that's that's what's been exciting is, like, my stepdad and I, like, we've been, like, he's been watching the episodes at different times. But last night, I, like, we both watched the finale at the same time. And it was really cool to provide context. Again, like, I've said that every week. but yeah. Yeah, it's been really cool to provide context, especially watching it with him. I was like, dang, I wish we would have watched more of these together because this was really cool. Um, But it was cool just to, like, you know, like, I feel like this, it's definitely hit that perfect spot, which I know Joe talked about in the past, where it's like our family and friends can enjoy this thing still, even though they haven't played the game. You know, like, and we can enjoy it too because I would go and tell my stepdad, be like, hey, I actually didn't see that in the game. So this is cool for me too because I'm seeing things that like I didn't know about or or stuff yeah. you only read about in like a page or a journal or uh, something this character says they you know or or whatever, you know, when they put it in the show for context, I'm just like, "Oh, that's cool." Like that's that's stuff even even I didn't know I, I wanted. Heck yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk a little bit about it. Uh there's a from not the last episode, the episode before that. Um, yeah detail that we just wanted wanted to discuss yeah um but we'll we'll do that later yep uh shelly have you been watching anything else in tv yeah so well i did yeah watch that first episode of mandalorian i haven't watched more i feel like that first episode was literally just look guys it's star wars look guys we're back and it's star wars which i'm like okay yeah. that's fine but i need like things to happen <coughs> um it felt way too fan servicey um but that's okay because it's the first episode i'm like yeah that's fine it's just the first episode it's fine um, my mother thanked yeah. me for warning her that she's not going to get any context uh, but for seasons between two and three unless she watches the last three episodes of Book of Boba Fett so she thanked me for yeah. that and I'm like that's still messed up but <laughs> yeah. gotta do what you gotta do I love it was in the recap and I was like that's not a recap of this show yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is <laughs> like you're recapping from a different show so yeah. weird thanks Disney yeah. um, but anyway I'm still I'm still bitter about Boba Fett kind of yeah, I mean, I think we all are. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but uh, finished Cowboy Bebop. That show nice. is really good. So good. 
That was like emotional. It's like I don't like, and maybe this is another reason why I ref- not literally refuse, but like I'm not watching Last of Us. I really don't love to watch things that make me cry. Like if it's something throws me off and I like end up crying, you know, that's what happens. But mm. I tend to not really try to go out of my way to watch like media, like movies or shows that I know is going to make me really, really emotional, Oof. really it's... get really attached to characters. That sort of thing. Or like getting attached characters only for them to like die or something to happen. I don't know. Ugh. But uh, it's, it's it's the personal stuff that hits me. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, if it's talking about grief or death, yep, I'm probably going to cry. Or yeah, it's like, yeah. This person's gone through like can't like chemo or cancer. Oh, or absolutely. Because my, my family, my you know, my family's had to deal with that in different aspects. So I'm like, yep, exactly. This, stuff, this is this is the stuff that's going to make me cry. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> kind of knowing your triggers a little bit, but it's like yes, yes, yes. I, I I think for me, like I tend to because I just don't like feeling that way. I want everyone to have like a happy ending. I want everyone want to like i want the good times to last but it's true that the good times never last and i know that and so um hopefully that wasn't like spoiler for cowboy bebop hopefully i kept that vague enough but either way cowboy bebop i did it's a really it's a really (laughs) old show so i think that's true it is a gold it's really really we're the ones who are super like late to the party but like man it is such a good show it is such a good show, mm-hmm. and it was also funny because it's like I've been listening to the soundtrack for a while, so I still would get like times where I'm like, "Oh, I know this song. Oh, this is the context to use it in." Now I see the song yeah. a little bit differently, um, so that's kind of funny. That's pretty cool. Um, and I know again the movie uh, we were gonna watch it, we just kind of ran out of time, so probably this week. Probably I'll talk about the movie next week because I know most people say like, "Hey, watch the show, then watch the movie." I forgot I have the movie on DVD still. <laughs> I, I saw I, that the other day. Yeah, cool. So <laughs> I, and I'm looking forward to the movie, but it's just like, oh, Cowboy Bebop. It's just, ah, oh, so many feelings. And it's good. It's not like I doubted the hype for the show. I definitely never doubted it, but it was always like intimidating for me to kind of figure out like why there's so much hype. And now I know why there's so much hype. And I'm yeah, like, now you know. It's freaking good. Like. Oh, but my it like I, my heart ached for like three days after it ended. And I it's was a like, shorter this anime is... too. Like I mm-hmm. love uh, shorter anime is my favorite kind of anime. Yeah, exactly. Like did not it? It really was the perfect length. I think. Like I think oh, it worked yeah. out really well. So, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to watch the movie. But like Cowboy Bebop, consider me a fan. So cool. All the characters, all the 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 the, the party, right? Like they just all work so well together and. The dynamics. Oh, yeah. I could go on, and people have mm-hmm. gone on about Cowboy Bebop, but yeah, uh, consider it done. I've, I've I finished it finally, so finally I can check that off the anime um, nice. classics list. Um, finally did that. So, yeah. I've been told I need to watch My Hero Academia, and I think not wanting to watch My Hero Academia is keeping me from watching any anime. I'm really? Like, I'm oh, some yeah, that makes See, sense. I'm at a point where like I like My Hero Academia, but it's because I enjoy it and I don't take it too seriously. But then there's just uh, like hearing the opinions of people. And... I've heard it's gotten really good. I don't know. I've heard it See, was really yeah. good. I don't know. I'm, I don't know because there's really? people that are like, oh, it's gotten really good. And there's people that are like, oh, it's really bad. So it's like. You, I've got a couple friends that are like, you have to watch it. I've never watched there's it two camps, I watched the first episode. And I, was like, Meh. I think maybe because it's like one of the most popular anime right now. So there's two camps. There's people that are like, oh, this is really good. And then there's people that are like, oh, it's actually gotten really bad or it's really bad. And it's like, no, I just think you're hating on it because it's the cool thing, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I'm sure it's really good because like I'm behind on it. But like, I enjoy it for what it is. I'm like, I don't take this seriously. This is just a bunch of superheroes with weird powers. Like, that's all I want. I don't need... 
you know, it, I don't need it to be good necessarily. I just need it to be fun. Um, so yeah. Sweet. Cool. Uh, at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, LJ, what else have you been watching? Uh, I don't really need to harp on it much anymore, but I just I've been watching TMNT. I have the, uh, the original '80s cartoon. I have the DVD, the like box set, and so I literally watched it. I ordered pizza the other night just because. My family was like, oh, we, are, you know, it's, we didn't really have any plans for dinner, and I had gotten home from work. And I'm just like, oh, this is the most geekiest and nerdiest thing I've probably ever done in my life, but this is so, like, a vibe. <laughs> I'm like, this is just what I <laughs> want to do right now. Um, I haven't got to... I want to see, like, go back and see, like, Casey Jones and stuff on there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, seeing him in Treader's Revenge, I'm like, oh, this dude's, like... Oh, I love I Casey forgot, Jones. <laughs> I forgot about, like, how much of that show I don't remember because that show lasted till 1996. And it's got, like, 10 se- It's got, like, 11 seasons. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know how far I'm going to make it through the box set, but I'm going to kind of try and keep going until I get burned out. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to enjoy the ride. And when I get burned out, I might move on to, like, 2003 Turtles or something. Like, Heck yeah. If I get burned, if I if I find myself burning out, I'm just going to move on to the next thing and enjoy that. You know, That's like, perfect. So, yeah. I think that's what I'm going to do. Like, I'm not going to try to watch every single episode of that original series because I know it's so long. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm going to have fun with it and enjoy it. Heck so. yeah. We love it. Yeah. Yep. I, uh... <clears throat> don't know what i was gonna say we're gonna get into the tv news yeah <laughs> let's do it i got a buffer yeah <laughs> um a couple things we'll be really quick about it because i wanted to get into um kind of a discussion question yeah and that is uh, the batman cape crusader which is oh bruce bruce tim right? yeah bruce tim yeah uh he made the animated like original animated show yeah uh, he's producing the show jj abrams and matt reeves jj abrams obviously a uh, big name in Hollywood, yep. and then Matt Reeves made the last Batman movie. Yep. Uh, so I like those names. That sounds really cool. Uh, <clears throat> this show is going to be moving to Amazon. That's HBO weird. It, but Amazon is picking it up. I know Bruce Tim has been controversial, a little controversial lately. So I expect this to be dark. Yes. I expect this. Yes, probably. I expect it to be uncomfortable. Ah, uh, okay. It's supposed to be very noir. Probably, so. yeah. Neat. Because it's supposed, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. It's supposed to be kind of based on like the detective kind of influence, like of Batman yeah. kind of thing. Oh yeah, um, which makes sense for Matt Reeves too. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to uh, see uh, what this is going to be though. Yeah, uh, and then the other piece of news is that John Bernthal, he played Frank Castle, the Punisher, in. Netflix is the Punisher, and also in Daredevil, he's going to be making his return to Daredevil. Yes. Yeah, super stoked about that, especially with the tone. Everyone's been so worried that they're going to really water down Daredevil, and I feel like this could bring it, like, bring him back. They could do it. If he's a little bit more comedic, you still, like, you can't make the Punisher, like, a happy-go-lucky guy. Um, Not that Moon Knight. I'm really, really interested. And John Perthos so passionate about that character that I can't imagine he would let it become comedy relief in any way. I was going to say, like, not that Moon Knight. Like, I feel like... I don't know, like, not that it's a really a good example, but I feel like being satisfied with, like, Moon Knight, I think, kind of gives me hope for, like, the, you know, because you don't need super dark, bloody, rated R stuff, I think, and I think Moon Knight kind of proves that. Like, it just has to be kind of messed up. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think, 
I think we're good with it. Uh, the one thing that a lot of people are reporting, and I don't think they're reporting it accurately, is that Deborah Ann Wall and Eldon Henson, the headlines are saying that they are not returning. The news is they have not been announced. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to be announced. They just haven't been confirmed yet. I see. If you watch the Daredevil series, they are main characters, Foggy and Karen. And uh, I don't think... A lot of people were bummed about it because they're like, oh, they're not respecting the the material that this came from uh, if they're not in it. I don't think that's the case either. Like, they don't have to be part of the show. Right. I would be upset if they recast them in any way. They were so perfect for their characters. Mm -hmm. I made the joke earlier that you could bring back Jon Favreau for Foggy, but I'm like, that'd be so stupid. So we'll see. I'm really excited for Daredevil still, especially with all of the episodes that they're apparently going to be making with this thing. Uh, it literally looked like a typo. Was it like 20-some episodes? Yes, it's supposed to be something ridiculous like that. And I'm like, that's not a typo, I don't think. People, I think it's. Yeah. I think it was a serious number. I think I'm it was just, 24. I'm just like, dang, that's ridiculous. That's like a whole like primetime television season worth. Yeah. That's like Law and Order or something. I think it will be. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, and then I just... So, Last of Us, we're going to get into it a little bit. Uh, we won't talk too much on the actual content of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a character in it, and um, that character... It, this is going to be a little spoilery. We have, to, we have to dive into it at least a little bit. He's from the uh, game, That character is the villain too. of that episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also happens to be a Christian, and that is not something from the video game. Mm-hmm. They uh, made a creative decision in making him... Uh, a Christian character in in the show. And so I know that Rain Wilson, mm-hmm. I, I believe Rain Wilson yeah. tweeted uh, that he thought, let me find the actual post. Um, it was interesting because it's not on his, if he did say it, it's no longer He might have removed on it. His Twitter. Um, Which I, yeah, I assume that's what happened. But he points um, out like how. So a lot of people are talking about it. I found it. It says, from Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson plays in The Office. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's an actor. Uh, I do think there's an anti-Christian bias in Hollywood. As soon as the David character in The Last of Us started reading from the Bible, I knew that he was going to be a horrific villain. Could there be a Bible-reading preacher on a show who is actually loving and kind? Um, And we can kind of talk about... I don't think that's necessarily... Like, there are characters like that in in the media. Um, I think the last one that I remember seeing was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and that is Mac. Mac and Quake have a conversation when Ghost Rider appears in that show uh, on whether or not hell is real, because Ghost Rider's from hell. Yeah. And then it's a conversation of do they believe in God? And Mac believes in God, and he kind of just drops it there. Like, he's just a, I am a Christian, and then that's that's the conversation. And then on the other side of things, you have, from way, way back, it's been a while, um, Shepard from Firefly, who yeah. I feel like is an amazing example of a Christian character um, that's a positive even though like that's his personality mm-hmm. um is that he's a christian sure uh they show him in a in a good light it's not you know a right, right. Light. uh but it is becoming a trope or it has become a trope uh over the last 20 30 years mm-hmm. that the christian character is going to be this like he's christian so therefore he should be good and how shocking is it that he's yeah a big villain? yeah it's like oh it's isn't it crazy shocking. it's like a hot take but it's like at this point it's ice cold like Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. this portrayal and i want to give credit because i actually read that in the comment section of someone else's post um and so 
I always want to say their first name so that I can say. Uh, his name was Steve. <laughs> uh, I don't want to give. A, I don't know if he wants his name publicly Thanks, blasted on the internet. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I read that from him, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, I totally, totally agree. So the question is, do you believe that Hollywood is on the attack against Christianity? I also think. <laughs> I think Christians have a lot of believers have done it to themselves, honestly, in a lot of ways. Um, Just because having been around fellow believers who I've seen be unkind and not the way the Bible tells us to be, but um, I just think like this trope that it is a classic trope. So I was not surprised in the slightest either. So I made a tweet of my own just to be like, it just was on my heart to be like, hey. Like, just so you guys know, believers, you know, the Christians and believers are not all this way. Mm-hmm. There are definitely, mm-hmm. p- probably, and most likely, yeah, there are definitely some out there who are not right, you know, and just, you know, have their own, you know, ways of do- doing what is right or believing, you know, what they want to believe like that, but, or being jerks like that. And I'm just like, but we're not all like that, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. and so... Yeah, I just, I felt the need to just say that. I'm like, basically, in short, I was like, not all Christians are nut jobs as much as the media wants you to believe. <laughs> yeah. So, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, we're not all like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me apologize. Do you think that Hollywood is attacking that, or do you think it's just... I don't think Hollywood is attacking it specifically. I think it's an easy mm-hmm. thing to point to. Especially, like, I'm not knocking, I'm not trying to, like, speak out against any anything per se but it's like in a world where hollywood is going for and for all things all inclusive right a lot of christians and a lot of especially i'll say this like mega church people and you know people in power and on the pulpit or whatever there's the people that are just like oh you know this thing is bad it's sin you know, so obviously they're going to point towards the thing that isn't being all inclusive. And I feel like, you know, religion and Christianity in particular comes off as non-inclusive because, you know, they're just going to shoo away people that don't agree with them in a lot of ways. Even though, in my mind, I'm like, we want you to come to church. We want you to come hang out with us. Like, I'm not, you know, like, I want you to be, to be a part of this. Whether you decide to believe or not, that's your thing. But yeah. I want to invite you, you know, to, you know, like, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I'm not... I know plenty of Christians have done it in the past and, you know, have get, been... We've given ourselves this bad rap, I'll say. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I agree yeah. with that. And that, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I don't get into what about you, Shelley? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not sure if Hollywood is necessarily trying to like attack Christianity or whatever. I think a lot of right. uh, folks mm-hmm. think that. Um, they're just like, oh, well, the an- the media is out to get us. And, and there's an agenda. There's an agenda. I think it's just... It's all-inclusive, yeah. I think it's just... Yeah, I think that. And I think um, it is really just an easy, easy scapegoat super easy scapegoat to just be like i'm not gonna understand christians i'm not gonna understand what church is actually um so i'm just going to make up a person and i'm going to follow this trope that has been perpetrated for like 
a long time now and just i'm, I'm just going to continue the trope yeah, like it's lazy writing that's what i mean that's it's it is yes straight up lazy yeah. writing because it's like no longer is there like oh well why is this person like behaving this way why are they being so evil like and they can make it really interesting but a lot of times they're just like well he's a christian and he's whack and it's like okay mm-hmm. um yeah i think an important part of this conversation too is who is this for because at this point i've been thinking a lot about it and i don't really know because is it it's it's obviously christians don't like it i mean personally i don't really like when people you know are always seeing Christians being portrayed as like evil and bad in media because then I'm like, well, do they think I'm evil and bad? Or do they think that like everyone who's a Christian is evil and bad? Um, It's not for those who actually have been harmed by the church because um, a lot of this is going to be legitimately triggering for them. For those who have been legitimately abused or found trauma in a church setting or by another Christian, they don't want to see this either. This is triggering for right. them. This is going to b- pull up really, really bad thoughts for them. So this isn't for them either. This is seriously just for anybody who has no opinion on church or Christians in general or religion and saying, hey, random person who has no opinion on this, we're going to give you an opinion and we're going to make it bad yeah. and we're going to make it look bad and we're going to make you not want this because... Um, that's just what we want to do and it's going to make us money and it's lazy writing. And because making a complex character, um, especially one who's faithful is really hard and that's not something people want to do. Like people Mm. will make just random characters believe kind of like anything, but a lot of times they won't make a random character, a Christian. A lot of times that's just apparently does, even though like, a lot of random people are just Christian, you know, like you probably See, met mm-hmm. hundreds and, of Christians and you just didn't know that they were Christian because you never cared to ask yeah, or they never brought it up. And so it's like, I, yeah, I, I kind of just get annoyed in that fact where it's like, oh, they, yeah. it's it for me, it's such a core, core part of my identity, but it's not my entire personality. Right. And I think that's the case for most Christians, at least many. I'm not, maybe I shouldn't speak on behalf of everybody, but that's where I'm missing in media is that I kind of wish we did have more of that, of the, Oh, just a random flawed, you know, not not even perfect. Maybe not even Mm -hmm. necessarily amazingly loving and like, you know, what we should be as Christians. Like they're going to just a regular flawed person, a regular guy or gal or person. And and just have them just be like, Oh yeah, they're also, they just happen to be Christian. That's just kind of like part of them um, and their identity as well. Um, but it doesn't yeah. have to be the full personality and nor does it have to be a scapegoat, nor does it have to be like, a, oh, a reason why this person's like evil. Um, yeah. I just think like you can make really cool, interesting characters with like um, a, a, a faithful people who are really struggling and trying to like overcome like their own sin or maybe trying to reconcile with certain things. Like you can make really, yeah. really cool, deep characters in that way. But they just don't want to do that because, again, it's lazy writing. They, they'd rather go with lazy writing that they know already works and has been proven oh, to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. They'd rather just do that than actually work, right? And I think uh, yeah. they saw this and they're like, well, there's a lot of people watching this. We know our audience. And uh, we think that it would make people happier um, if this was a Christian who was doing these evil things rather than just a random mm. bad person yep. and um, trying to make that the point instead of the actual point of the scene. You know, like yes. I didn't watch the show, but I know the game and it's, I know yes. the point of that mm-hmm. in the game. And I'm, it's the fact that they would try to make him a Christian is so absurd to me because I feel like it actually takes away from the point of the actual scene. You know, like yeah. now people are going to be like, oh, yeah, Christian's bad rather than like, 
what's the effect this has on this character and like yeah. how they're gonna right. develop and how they're gonna act in the future you know like it's just yeah it's it it derives i don't know what's the word for that but so we're gonna say to me oh i was gonna say to me this uh it makes me think I hope this gets included in a future season because there is a conversation uh, that's related to faith. Like to me, this is why. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. This is why I think this is lazy writing. While you're so on the money, like because it doesn't. The writing in the game is so much better, and then you have people that are also working on the show alongside Neil Druckmann that are very Hollywood oriented, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because Neil Druckmann is actually the producer of the show too. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like they. Even even the things I don't agree with, like obviously you know, like obviously the themes and stuff that are in there within the game and the show or whatever, even the stuff I don't agree with is very respectable, very well written, and I'm like, okay, you know what, that seems like real life. Yeah. Um, whereas this necessarily does not, but it makes me hope that there's a particular small conversation that I hope ends up in a future season. Because I would really love that. Because to me, it was a genuine conversation. Mm-hmm. Like this person that obviously has her own their own issues and their own stuff, but they still have some kind of background in faith. Mm-hmm. And the conversation is about, oh, like does it work or not? And then they're, they're like, well, it helped me, kind of a thing. So it's just like, I, oh, it would be really interesting for that conversation to take place in the show next season, especially after this. So... I wonder if they will touch on that. That would um, be very interesting to see. I would really love for them to. Totally forgotten that he wasn't a Christian in the video game. Right. So I was completely unbothered by it. Uh, I'm just so used to it, I think, at this point. Yeah. uh, That I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Uh, A few thoughts that I had on it were, uh, Shelly, you'd mentioned the money. And I think that's a big reason is it's not necessarily Hollywood attacking, but the people that are making this movie are the ones with a lot of money. And it seems like a lot of the times now, people with a lot of money are usually not Christians. Um, yeah. And I don't want to make that like as a broad statement, but just in Hollywood, if you look at who it is, um, there's just a lot of creative leaders that um, they just don't believe. And so I think if they're making the decisions, then they're going to make non-Christian decisions. That just makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Uh, and it could be why, you know, they're kind of blind to the idea that like mm-hmm. not everyone watching is going to relate to this the way that they may mm-hmm. um because i think the united states like it has to be still the biggest faith in the united states would be christianity yeah so to just completely ignore that uh i also think the church needs to kind of look inward a little bit at um i mean it's been so long and so we kind of forget like where the church is now and i think the church has grown a lot mm-hmm. um but you look at like the 80s and 90s 90s kind of like when this trope started um the church has always kind of been like a Look how great it is over here. You should join us. Look how uh, perfect everything can be if you're a Christian. Um, how much better life can be if you're a Christian. And that's oftentimes uh, the message you sprout it out like the it's not. Gospel. It's not as inviting uh, as like they kind of really want it to be. Yeah, and the prosperity gospel. I mean, is its own thing. But even outside of the prosperity gospel, it's still like your life would be better if. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really easy. To see that that's not completely accurate uh, for Christians, you know, we're, we're promised something after this life. Um, and the message should be that God will help you through the storms, not that the storms are going to go away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And 
that's not always the message that's conveyed uh, by the general church, especially in the United States over the last 30 or 40 years. And so I think it's really easy for someone who's trying to make commentary on the church to look at us and say, you're not perfect. We're going to put a spotlight on that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's kind of where it started was just um, trying to call out the hypocrisy and trying to call out the yeah, Yeah, calling out the hypocrisy. And also like just there's an unfortunate, unfortunate history in the in, in, you know, especially like Catholic churches of of abuse, just straight up abuse like that just is a thing in a lot of churches. And so being able to expose that. Exposing that is really good. That's a really good thing to expose because that needs to be exposed. And there's still, even today, just circles of abuse happening in a lot of churches that are being, you know, trying to get revealed. And the people in power mm-hmm. are saying, no, we don't want this revealed. It's really awful. And I'm so sorry for any listeners yeah. who have to, like, directly deal with that, even directly deal with that, because um, that's just not what church is supposed to be. But, um, that too it's like it comes from a place where it's like well no we're gonna call it your hypocrisy we're gonna call you out because you're trying to say life is perfect if you make this decision it's not and you're trying to hide this uh you know abusive power that you have over your followers um basically from like a pastor to their followers because that's where a lot of those sort of abuse you know where it comes in kind of that that abuse of power Mm-hmm. Um, so like it kind of comes from that and it's like okay that's legitimate in a lot of ways but now it's sort of turned into like well one the church is a really weird term because every church is so different and like there's different denominations and there's like the catholic church but then mm-hmm. there's also like the presbyterian church there's the baptist church there's southern baptist church like there's so many mm-hmm. different churches and so i think that also makes this whole trope even more annoying and just weaker in general of like, oh yeah, well, like the church and Christians, it's like literally every Christian's like different and every church is different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's like also a thing. Whereas I feel like, I don't know, I wasn't around in the 80s or 90s. Well, technically I was around for a little bit in the 90s. But so I didn't, I didn't really even see <laughs> to observe it for myself. But I think you're right where it's like prosperity gospel was like very much like a thing. And that was spread in a lot of churches. And, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of like, a, oh, you can kind of call it out in that way. And now I'm like, well, churches are so diverse now in, in both their beliefs and the people in them, in the locations, oh, yeah. like, and whether or not they should be, who knows, right? That's a whole other conversation, um, but they are. And so it's kind of like when you're trying to call out the church, you're kind of like, well, who are you calling out? Because a lot of churches aren't like that. And a lot of ch- people, mm-hmm. a lot of believers aren't like that. Mm-hmm. Um so it's, it kind of makes the argument a little bit weirder, especially for regular people who actually talk to their neighbors or coworkers or friends who inevitably are going to find Christian friends and be like, hey, you're actually a normal, normal person. So it's like it's a it's like a tired trope is an overused trope. And I'm really just hoping people are kind of trying to see that it's like it's really just not accurate anymore. Not that people aren't perfect and not that like. Again, there's still circles of abuse and, and trauma that happens yeah. in churches, which is really mm-hmm. awful. And like we as Christians should be the ones sort of addressing that first. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's sort of like a again, it's no longer a hot take, right? And no right. longer is even right. necessarily like an accurate take for, in, in in some ways, right? There's always the really really bad folks out there, but um, yeah, yeah. And I don't want anyone to hear me and be like. So Cody's blaming the church for this. Not yeah. Hollywood. Like, that's right. what I was uh, yeah. trying to say. That's too, definitely not like... what I'm saying. I just think that, uh, I, I guess I'm justifying a little bit, like, where they could be coming from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily justifying what they're doing. I'm just kind of explaining, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what kind of, it always comes from somewhere. Uh, and 
It used to be at one point it was sort of the like the hot take. Is one hundred percent. Yes, I think mm-hmm. I agree. You know, like if we want this to stop in any way, then it you know that needs to be um, us. And I don't boycotting and stuff is whatever, but I think that things like Jesus Revolution, uh, which is doing really well in the box offices, mm, that's right, uh, which is cool, and uh, you know stuff like The Chosen and just making good content like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just getting you know more christians in in hollywood right if we get if you get more of the people that are um of christian influence we, we talked to doug jones a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago and um you have like chris pratt yeah. Zachary levi when those voices are in hollywood uh you get a little bit more of um a brighter side of christianity or at least not uh, a full-on hatred of Christianity. Yeah, at least yeah. neutral. We're at least shooting yeah, yeah. for neutral. Like, that's our baseline, <laughs> yeah. right? We gotta just yeah. get up to there. I think that depends on us. I think that's, as the church, we need to... Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a it's a spot that we need to reach out to a little bit more. And that seems far to reach for some of us, but I know there are others out there that are like, oh, you know, I have a friend in Hollywood that I probably could be talking to. Yeah, and even just, like, even smaller you creators, know, right? It's but, like... in. Again, kind of to go back right. to like the Level Up event, like there's a lot of really awesome Christian creators out there and, you know, streamers and YouTubers and, you know, like we have like Joe Morgan who used to podcast with us and him and his wife do Coffee Adventure. They're Christian creators, right? And there's like, so it's like you can go out and support them too. And they're not always necessarily mm-hmm. sort of leading with like, hey, we're talking about how I'm a Christian. Hey, we're talking about like Jesus right now. A lot of their content is just kind of like normal for normal people and they end up being yeah. but they do get to sort of kind of have that yeah more positive perspective that hopefully yeah. is going to be able to reach people and and be like hey yeah like i i could just create content that makes people happy and and be a christian yeah. like that, that doesn't that, have to conflict kind of... i look at craig rochelle he's a, the pastor of life church mm-hmm. uh, the church that i go to and he's got almost 40 locations now oh wow uh, i mean he's huge the Version Bible app, uh, his church designed that app. I mean, he has made huge waves in Christian culture and in Christianity as a whole. But before all of that, he was just a guy at college that was handed a Bible from a Gideon's mm-hmm. person. Oh, wow. And, like, that, at that point, he was just, like, a random dude. Yeah. Um, and so you never know what creating a relationship with someone, um, a friendship with someone, um, and being an example of Christ in their life yep. could do. Um, because you like Craig did all that. But technically, the guy that handed him the Bible did all of that. Uh, yeah. Technically, you know, yeah. God did all of that. Um, by doing something really small, too. Um, and so don't think that your uh, impact is small because it can, you never know what it could spread out to be. Yeah. yeah. What seeds you, you plant and sort of thing. And even just. Look at the gospel. All the all of his disciples were kind of losers. You know what I mean? Like they were all kind of like yeah. they're just random guys for the most part. So that's also just kind of a point of inspiration. It's like you could just be a ra- you could just be a random person, and someone you influence could just be a random person, and it could turn to something really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of getting off on a tangent. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, any other thoughts? 
think that's it. I have other things I could right. say, but I'm just gonna like keep it. I'm just yeah. I'm good. Now. I'm good right now. <laughs> I think we've talked enough. We will end the podcast there then. Yeah. Um, LJ, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch at LJ the Paladin. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at the Shellshock24. Awesome. You can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor and at twitch.tv slash Geeks Under Grace on Wednesdays for like an hour lately, but it's an hour. So <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> Keep gaming. Keep praying. And God bless. Bye-bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.